Hello, word nerds. These headphones sound way too loud, and I don't remember turning them up. Maybe... I don't know why. Okay. Hello. Welcome to this episode. This podcast is called The Dictionary, and this episode uh, happens to fall on Christmas 2021. That's when it is coming out. So uh, I hope that you are listening to this on that day. Let's just talk about the words. Let's just focus on that. First form of the word consequent, C-O-N-S-E-Q-U-E-N-T. What should the sound effect be for today? If I had some jingle bells, I would jingle some jingle bells because it's Christmas. But that's only when this airs, and there's no reason. This is all just uh, timeless. So we can just pick up, but it would be fun to do something Christmassy, right? What is the sound a, a reindeer makes? <laughs> I Sure, why not? Okay, consequent noun from the 14th century, 1A. It is the 2B definition for the word deduction, consequent. 1B, the conclusion of a conditional sentence. And that was that. Number two, the second term of a ratio. The second term of a ratio. So if you say, like, my TV is 16 by 9, is is the 9 called the consequent? Do these words have, do these things have names? I never knew these names. Uh, this is from the Latin verb consequi, which means to follow along. Ah, see, same with that one, with the, the, in the ratio, the second number, it follows the first, the, uh, the end, the conclusion of a sentence is, follows, it's the end of it. So that's where all this comes from. Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, uh, reindeer sound. Okay, the second, it sounds more like a pig, I know, but what are you, what are you gonna do? That's just the sound that came out. Okay, number two, the synonym is, uh, no, it's uh, it's the second form of consequent adjective from the 15th century. One, following as a result or effect, as in her new job and consequent relocation. Consequent, it's in the sequence. It's in the order of things. That's how they are ordered. Yeah. Number two, observing logical sequence. Synonym is rational. Mm, I hope you enjoy the little extra that I give when describing something. Uh, I partly do it for myself to sort of make it more clear in my mind, but I hope it helps you as well. Because sometimes these definitions are a little weird and vague. You just need to put it into other words. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. Okay, uh, next word. (laughs) Consequential. Well, see, now I'm making it more pig-like. Let's not do that. Consequential. Adjective from 1626. One. Of the nature of a secondary result. Synonym is indirect. Number two, the synonym is just consequent. Three, having significant consequences. Synonym is important. As in, a grave and consequential event. It sounds very serious. Four, the synonym is self-important, which is two words with a hyphen. Um... The consequentiality, I think that's what that word is. That is a noun. Consequentially is an adverb. And consequentialness is a noun. Man, this word is long. Here's another one. Maybe I should just make it more extreme every time. Uh, this next word is consequential. Consequentialism. Consequentialism. Noun from 1982. The theory 
that the value and especially the moral value of an act should be judged by the value of its consequences. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yes, you uh, the an act should be based on uh, the the consequential thing that came the the consequentiality of the thing. What is it? What am I trying to say? Uh, yeah, interesting. Of its consequences, the value of its consequences. Hmm. Okay. Consequentialist. That is a noun or an adjective. Probably someone who uh, follows this theory. Hmm. I wonder what's an example of that. What would be an example of that? Uh, the moral value of an act should be judged by. Th- I have to think about that later. Okay. Next word. I'm eating. I'm a, I'm a reindeer eating carrots. I'm getting into character. Uh, okay, so this next word is consequently. It is an adverb from the 15th century. As a result, in view of the foregoing. And the synonym is accordingly. Consequently, my dear. I feel like I have to speak like that when I say that word. Okay, next word. I mean, I should go get some carrots. Then I'll have a prop. Okay, next word. Conservancy. Noun from 1667, number one is British. It is a board regulating fisheries and navigation in a river or port. 2A, the synonym is conservation. 2B, an organization of area uh, designated to conserve and protect natural resources. Conservancy. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the etymology trying to see if there's anything interesting, and there's not. So let's just go back. Let's uh, talk about it a little bit. So con- an organization or area designated to conserve conserve and protect natural resources. I very much like this. This is just my two cents. And, uh, you know, I think um, we need more people to work on this. And I don't know. I'm not actually doing anything, but I'm talking about it. So I guess that's something. But uh, no, this is a big thing because, you know, saving animals, saving wildlife, saving uh, the, the the plants and the trees and all the things that are going away and have been going extinct for all these years. This is what we need to be doing. And I think the more that we do this, the better we will be to uh, stop climate change. So let's do this. I just happened this is a coincidence, uh, happened to start uh, donating to this group called the Nature Conservancy. Um, it was one of those situations where somebody stopped me on the street and uh, asked if I wanted uh, to donate. We talked about, you know, earth and stuff, and, uh, you know, like one does. And um, I decided to donate, and so I'm just doing a small, regular, monthly donation um, because I looked them up afterwards. You know, I really didn't know much about them. Uh, sorry, this is the this is the time where I talk about my life a little bit, but it's, you know, things that I think are important to talk about. So I didn't really know much about them, and I looked them up, and they seem like they're a really good company, you know. Now, if anybody wants to uh, tell me why they're great or tell me why they're not great, you can do that. Um, but it, it seems like they're a really good ethical company, and I know that we don't see that a lot these days. Uh, so I, I'm glad that they are good and uh, that I'm helping a little bit in some way, I hope. So I urge other people to do stuff like this if you can, because otherwise the the world's, the planet's just getting worse and worse and worse. Thank you for letting me have a platform where I can vent my thoughts to you. Okay, should we talk about the next word? Reindeer time. <laughs> Conservation. This just is an add-on to what I was talking about before. We don't have to talk about it much. It is a noun from the 14th century. 
One, a careful preservation and protection of something, especially planned management of a natural resource to prevent exploitation, destruction, or neglect. There's a lot there. Number two, the preservation of a physical quantity during transformations or reactions. Let's conserve. Uh, conservational is an adjective. Conserve, conserve, let's see, conservatism. We're going to get to that at the end of this episode. And that that is an interesting word because I think there are, there can be so many positive or negative connotations. I'm just thinking of a couple of things. But, you know, there's a lot going on with that word. There can be a lot going on with that word. Okay, so we finished conservation. Um, Next word is conservationist. Noun from 1870. A person who advocates conservation, especially of natural resources. I guess you could call me a conservationist. Um, Yeah. So, the next word... What what happened there with that reindeer? That they must have gotten sh- a shock of something. Uh, okay, it is conservation of energy uh, of charge. I, I was my brain was skipping ahead because the next one is energy conservation of charge. Three words from 1949. A principle in physics: the total electric charge of an isolated system remains constant, irrespective of whatever internal changes may take place. Oh, so I think. I misread this colon. I thought it was one of the colons that says, uh, uh, you know, this is a new part of the definition. But it's actually the colon saying, this is the principle in physics. Now we shall read it. So I read it all weird in my head. Let's try it again. Pause. The total electric charge of an isolated system remains constant irrespective of whatever internal changes may take place. Well, rereading it in that headspace didn't help anyway but i'm sure if i really thought about it i could figure it out the charge is being conserved next is conservation of energy from 1853 a principle in physics the total energy of an isolated system remains constant irrespective of whatever internal changes may take place with energy disappearing in one form reappearing in another Okay, again, very similar, you know, it's energy instead of charge. How is that different? I'm not sure. Here's another one. (laughs) Conservation of mass from 1884. Hmm, wonder what you can figure out if you look at the years. Energy, conservation of energy was 1853. Mass was 1884. Charge was 1949. Interesting. I don't know if it's all that interesting. Maybe I need somebody to describe this to me in a better way. This one, this mass one, is a principle in classic classical physics, which says, The total mass of any isolated material system is neither increased nor diminished by reactions between the parts, called also conservation of matter. Matter and mass are very similar, depending on the context. I'm not sure. Um, I never took physics, and I think that is why I am struggling with this to understand these. Uh, it was the one, I don't know if I said this on the show, it doesn't matter. Um, I think I think I would have been actually pretty interested, and at the time, I didn't know what it was really, so I wasn't interested. I only took chemistry uh, and biology. It was the one that I didn't take, so I think, I think, I think I could have. Maybe I'll take a physics class when I'm older. Okay, we have one more word in this episode. It is conservatism. 
C-O-N-S-E-R-V-A-T-I-S-M. Noun from 1832, number one is capitalized. Yeah, we have a number of uh, definitions here. Mm, Less than I thought. Okay, one is capitalized, 1A, the principles and policies of a conservative party. Conservative party, they have uh, principles and policies. And whatever those are for that party, they are conservatism. 1B, the conservative party is also just called conservatism, I guess. 2A, disposition in politics to preserve what is established. Oh, what a good way to describe that. It's the idea in politics that you are preserving what is established. What is already there is you want to preserve it. Here's the thing about that. Chaos, entropy, change, you can't get away from that. That's just here all the time. You cannot preserve it. That is a very, mm, what is it? It's a very certain point of view that you want to just keep everything the same. And listen, as much as I want things to stay the same, they're just not gonna. So you you can't. You need to change. You have to change. Okay, we're going to stop with that. And we're going to move on to one, no, uh, 2B. This, there's a lot here. Okay, 2B. A political philosophy based on tradition and social stability, stressing established institutions and preferring gradual development to abrupt, to abrupt change. But specifically, such a philosophy calling for lower taxes, oh, see, we're getting real specific. Such a philosophy calling for lower taxes, limited government regulations of business and investing, a strong national defense and individual financial responsibility for personal needs. And examples would be as retirement income or health care coverage. What was this last one? Uh, a strong national defense and individual financial responsibility for personal needs. You have to cover it yourself. Man, I'm sorry, but there's a good chunk of this that I'm just not a fan of. And I am not the most smarty pants in the political world, but I know I know a little bit and... I just feel like we could do better if we don't if we don't do those things. Why am I talking about this so much? You're just here to hear me read the dictionary. You don't want my personal thoughts. So let's finish it up with number 3, the tendency to prefer an existing or traditional situation to cause to change, to change. The tendency to prefer an existing or traditional situation to change. You prefer the existing, the tradition, the traditional and you don't prefer change. That is what it is saying. Sorry, change is going to happen. It is the reality of the universe. Okay, so the words in this episode were consequent, consequential, consequential, consequentialism, consequently, conservancy, conservation, conservationist, conservation of change, conservation of energy, conservation of mass, conservatism. And I just realized I contradicted myself in a way. Earlier in the episode, I was talking about how I think it's good to conserve the world, the planet, whatever it is. And then later, I talk about how you can't avoid change. And how do I reckon that in my head? Um, I think... I think... I don't know. I think there's a difference between conserving nature and animals, and plants, and things that keep nature in balance, which is going to evolve and change anyway, 
but the it's the balance part. It's the balance part. Uh, because right now, to get in balance, the world is really, really messed up. Really, really messed up. And uh, it doesn't need to be that way. It's causing a lot of problems. So uh, conserve some things. And, uh, you know, you can't be conservative with a lot of other things, I think. I don't know. This What, do you, what, what are we talking about anyway? All right. Um, I don't want to say on that note because that is a silly, silly phrase that I think I overuse. Um, so let's talk about the holidays. Not that page. This page. Um, okay. No, it's not Christmas Eve. Didn't we update this to the 25th? I don't think we did. Okay, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Everything is just Christmas and done. No, it, uh, in India, it is Tulsi Pujan Divas. Uh, Taiwan Constitution Day. Um, it does say Christmas Day, of course. A Christian festival commemorating the birth of Jesus. Wasn't Jesus born in a different time of the year? So how do you, what's that going on with? Um, in Also in India, Good Governance Day. In the Nak peoples of Chechnya and Ugeshetia have the Malk Festival, and I know I pronounced those wrong. In Pakistan, it is uh, quite a Azam's day. Again, you feel free to correct me, or don't. Uh, in the Chumbivilikas province in Peru, Chumbivilikas, hmm, that's a fun word. Um, it is Takanakui, Takanakui. Uh, I really do hope that I'm not butchering these pronunciations drastically. I mean, I'd like, I'm trying. Okay, any fun holidays? National Pumpkin Pie Day. Wait a minute. Wasn't it National Pumpkin Pie Day like in mid-November? I only know that because I'm in mid-November right now. And I think yesterday it was Pumpkin Pie Day. So, ooh. I mean, you, hey, there's nothing wrong with more Pumpkin Pie Days. It is also No L Day. The letter L. Also known as Alphabet instead of Alphabet because it's no L. There's no L. No L. Oh, Noel. Okay. What else have we got? I think that's it. I mean, it says Jesus' birthday. No, it's not. It's just not. Supposedly, if he existed. I don't know. All right. We're going to end the episode there. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.